What's up, everybody? How we doing? This is the McAllister Hours Podcast. Um, doing a little bit of a live stream here. Um, we were going to react to the results, and they said they weren't going to come until 7.45. Um, and it's already, it's saying that Donald Trump has won here. But I'll show it according to the, let's look at the New York Times. Okay, yep. Oh, wow. Okay. So he did win. Wow. Okay. That's fucking wild. I didn't know if... Because I, I wanted to start this a little late. Because I wasn't sure when... <laughs> Still sharing my fucking links for some reason. I don't know why. Um. By the way, I hope everybody's doing okay in the snow here. Um. I know this shit gets kind of ridiculous. Um... Fuck, I'm I'm li- we're all living in it, right? Uh, <laughs> fucking a. I, I what my arms are completely sore, completely sore from all the fucking shoveling I've done. Okay, I'm gonna mute that. <laughs> I love everybody. I love everybody reacting, but I got. Anyways, um, fuck. I mean, this just. I guess let's just start off with this, right? Um, I can't say I'm super surprised. Let's look at these. Let's look at results. Here, I'm going to pull this up so I don't, because I always lose track of it. Um, Vivek, like, I, okay, so, I don't think they, let me look at, let me look if they did anything for RFK. Because I don't think he can... Okay, so this is claiming that he can tip it, but I mean, I can't seem surprised. Um, I think it's, I do think it's kind of sad. <laughs> I think it's a little sad that this has happened once again. Uh, we're really gonna, we're really gonna go for this guy. We're really gonna vote for this man again. We're doing it again, people. Really? Like, okay, here, here, and I look, I was gonna go down everyone on the list who I thought because I didn't know if we were going to have the results by now but um, Donald Trump I mean people who know me probably know my opinion on Trump not a fan um, I did I did actually vote for him the first time around back all the way back when I was a little little old Coleman little Coleman 19 fresh 19 year old Coleman uh, I did indeed Vote for Donald Trump on that time. Uh, but you know what? The thing, the whole thing about Trump is, you know, I regretted it. I think literally the first day he went into office. Because he signed however many different fucking... By the way, I apologize for the noise in the background. Doing this live stream, it, this is kind of, I can only really do it in um, the room that was going to be the new studio. But it's kind of echoey now. and uh, So it's not ideal. But, um, but no, you know, I think Donald Trump was... Uh, you know, up until that point, he, when he said drain the swamp, people really felt that, right? People really felt like, oh, this is really going to be the man that drains the swamp. Um, just his rhetoric. I mean, how he was really just tell, able to tell people 
like the, you know the Clintons and all that like to their face go fuck yourself like that there's something that on face value that was really nice and really um refreshing to see in a political eye you know I think a lot of people who um go with the establishment and really want to see those kind of things happen um Trump was a nightmare for that and someone like me who's anti-establishment um and young and dumb i remember i remember my sister i i i put like on snapchat like i was waiting for trump and she's like you're a fucking moron and um she was right in a sense i mean i i was right i mean i had the correct prediction of like there was kind of this weird underlying thing where it's like you all kind of thought like oh he could win he could fucking win right and he fucking did and oh that that three months oh no three months that two months in between uh, the election and when he went into office, you know, I was I was like a lot of people. I was pumped. And then the day he went into office, he signed all these executive orders. I remember the one that really um, peeved me was with the pipeline. Um, because that, <laughs> the story, um, I don't remember exactly what the pipeline name was. But so, so my ex-wife, um, she's based out of Rapid City. So I kind of had like a, knowledgeable background about this issue basically um there's this pipeline that they wanted to construct through a um um a native american territory or whatever and they you know obviously opposed this so there was this big you know there were all these conflicts between the police the local police and like all that with the natives and it was this conflict that went on for like months and months and months right like it was in the papers like everyone that like of that family circle was talking about because there was that connection, right? <laughs> and the day, the day that Trump went into office, he was just like, like all the months of hard work that went into that whole thing from the natives. He was just like, nope, fuck that, <laughs> nope, you're not getting that pipe. We're putting that pipeline through your, through uh, where all your you know ancestors have been buried and you know your rituals or what. Yeah, fuck you. We're just gonna. Um, and I remember that really kind of fucked with me a little bit. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that Trump was, I, I, I don't think he was the worst president. Um, I think you could make a, I think you could make a fair argument that he's a better president than what we currently have. I think it's a fair argument. I think they're both awful. I think Trump is an awful president and an awful person. And I think it's really... Like, look, I mean, look, like the Epstein stuff, right? Like, he was on those those flight logs. I mean, that means something, right? I mean, the fact that his base and Iowans are so blind to that that they're just going to vote for him because he's red or because he's Trump because, you know, they want that thing back, right? Like, they're just, I don't know. The thing about, the thing that people, I mean, and it's too late now, right? It's already happened. Um, this is a pretty, I mean, what was it? Let me pull that back up again. I think it was 50. Okay, well, now it's been, now they've rechanged. He has 62.5% of the votes. And I'm sure this will change. Probably by the end of this episode, these percentages will be different, right? But I mean, it, it, I mean, they're calling it early, right? It's a clear landslide victory. What's it's looking like, which is sad. <laughs> Just fucking sad, man. Um, it's weird. It's, it's not surprising. It's definitely not surprising, but, um, 
yeah, I mean, look, I mean, people, I think, I guess I'll just speak to to the Trumpians, to the people who, like, really fuck with Trump, right, who really, like, who really want to bring him back. Um, He he threw your entire thing under the bus. Do you, do you not remember that? Back in 2020, when the Capitol happened, when the um, January 6th happened, um, I mean, he, he, he was all about that. And then the next day, he, t- I mean, you can find the speech like he, he fucking did a speech where he, he called his, he called his, fuck, he condemned his supporters. Um, he, he just, he said that they were, and then, and then of course, you no know, later he backtracks and he calls them heroes and stuff when he's not in the geist. But I mean, I, I guess, look, um, you know, I was listening to, uh, part of the problem, Dave Smith's podcast. Uh, I highly recommend that very libertarian guy. I was listening to his podcast today about the whole thing. And, you know, the point that he makes, right? Um, like, if if Trump wasn't able to, it, like, if this, like, if he wasn't able to do it while he was in office, like, what makes you think that he's going to actually get there? Like, sure, he won. He won Iowa, right? You don't think that they're going to make every concerted effort ever to to, like, make sure he doesn't get in? Like you do you really think that that's pot like what the third times the second time's a charm third time's a charm I guess third time's a charm he's really gonna fucking do it this time I don't know man I think it's bullshit hey he went down again um I mean he's still gonna win but and Ron DeSantis came in second I can't believe people actually vote for that fight. here's the thing that's wild so Vivek <laughs> Vivek Raza Ramaswamy. <laughs> This is the thing. This guy was fucked from the beginning with that name, right? Like that's <laughs> that name. That name really fucked him up. Really fucked him up. Um, because if you can't say the name of the candidate, you're screwed, right? Like it, it's not gonna happen. Um, but you know, because I fucking I, here's the thing. One time, one fucking time, I messaged the RNC for an interview back when I was like trying to interview people all the time, right? And ever since then, I've been bombarded, bombarded, at like almost daily with text messages from both Donald Trump's campaign and Ramaswamy's campaigns. Um, and Ramaswamy was like, <laughs> here's the thing, I will give him credit. He really fucking like grinded on the campaign trail. Um, like he, like every fucking day. He was in Iowa doing some event. I listened to him on a podcast. I think that same podcast. And he was talking about, yeah, how he was going to pizza ranches and uh, <laughs> talking to people at pizza ranches. I thought that was the funniest shit ever. Oh, wow. Nikki Haley came up in front of Ron DeSantis. That's surprising. I mean, I guess that's not really surprising. I can't believe that bitch actually got. I don't even know what her stances are. I don't even know what she's, what, like, her. I assume she's kind of like the moderate, right? She's probably the moderate conservative vote. Um, yeah, good old Donnie. I, I can't. I I don't know. I'm not surprised, but at the same time, I'm I am surprised. It just how? Why do people? Why do people think that this is gonna work? It's, I mean, look, you're in a state that's religious, right? Where it's deeply religious. 
Um, and it's not surprising. I mean, those people are going to go towards that, right? I don't know. Like, it's it's sad because there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of unrest. And that's um, that's justified, right? That's justified to be upset about that. You know, to say, you know, to talk about, like, how, you know, maybe the election wasn't 100% fair. Maybe the fact that every media and university and establishment ever um, all in the court had a court effort for everybody to vote for one party. Um, maybe not necessarily that like they changed votes, but like you know, if you have an entire system leaning one way, that's not a fair vote. Like if you went into <laughs> that's a I don't know that's not even a good example. But I, I guess look look um, I get it, but I just I mean like I said it's already happened. The balls already rolling. The dominoes have already gone gone down i just think it's sad i i i would have even been okay with desantis honestly he i like i don't i don't like any of these people i think they all have shitty ideas i think ramaswamy had some crazy ideas i was listening today that him them talk about he wanted to uh um he wanted to cut off trade from china which is an awful idea i mean as fucked up as china is like what? You're just gonna have the entire American population starve? Okay, what? Like that's a great solution. Um, so I don't know. Ramaswamy really fucking took an L on this one. I kind of had some. I don't know. I had some. Not even like hope. I just kind of thought that he would be higher up in this. I mean, he really, he really put forth the effort in the trail. And I guess that's kind of a sad thing. Not even a sad thing, but like. To someone who maybe would dream of doing something like this or, like, really trying to, um, you know, do, like, a grassroots type movement, right? Um, it's really hard. You can be you can be him and you can be in a pizza ranch twice a day <laughs> in Iowa and you're still not going to get shit. So, yeah, I guess that's how it is. So, now here's the question. I mean... I mean, I guess, I guess this kind of, I think this is why, like, I stand by my prediction. I'll put that away for now. Um, I stand by my prediction. Um, I think we're having another four years of Joe Biden, and and this is a very clear signal to that. The man who is definitely not going to be president um, is winning, and so you have two options at that point. You have RFK, who's not going to win, and you have Joe Biden, who is going to win. Um, yeah, I mean, I obviously as a libertarian, um, there's no point of caucusing, um, because <laughs> I mean, it's, it, that's kind of the weird thing about the LP, right? It's like, there's one candidate and everybody's kind of just like, all right, well, we're just gonna, we, we're not gonna bicker, <laughs> we're not gonna bicker about who we're gonna put in, right? Um, I don't even know who he is. He emailed me. He, like, he is weird. He emailed me twice, emailed me twice. He emailed me that he, that the LP caucus, I guess. And then he emailed me again to make sure that I had gotten the email and to let him know if I needed anything. I thought, I'm like, maybe I could interview this guy, but I don't know. I could have probably even interviewed Ramaswamy, honestly. I mean, that guy was literally going fucking everywhere. I mean, he probably would have done it. He probably would have done it. Um, I mean, like, 350 subs, that's something, right? That's <laughs> fucking something. Everybody starts there. That could be my selling point, right? Like, Vivek, <laughs> we'll, we'll spot, like, we'll have you as a sponsor, man. Fuck.
No, I'm kidding. Uh, not a fan. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I that's I guess I, I stand by my prediction. I think this proved that. Um, RFK is an interesting candidate for sure. I like a lot of his stuff. I don't necessarily agree with all like the equity stuff. I think he is kind of has some of those woke tendencies to him that I don't really not really a fan of. But look, I think he's also very libertarian in a lot of aspects. I think he he wants to do a lot of the same things that like a Vivek type person wants to do, which is like dismantle the establishment, that kind of thing. Um, I do think he's kind of on that track. So uh, it's interesting. And he and look, I mean, I think the thing that RFK has over every candidate is that his online presence. I mean, I think it's unmatched. I mean, even Vivek uh, trying to, you know, in those last couple months, trying to be on like every podcast and cycle through, you know, I think even with that, um, RFK is just, I mean, his social media presence is on fire. It really is. He he was the first candidate of the cycle to really understand that and grapple with that and grasp that. I mean, Trump's done it to some extent, but he he still lives in the corporate press. Like, he still lives in this corporate press zeitgeist where, like, like he needs to be on scene. Like, he needs to be validated by these, like, corporations, right? Like, because he's old school and he's an egomaniac. He's, like, like he's too focused on that versus someone like RFK who just really wants to win and really wants to um, gain support and is smart about that, right? Um, so, yeah. Excuse me. I don't really know. I don't really know what else to say on that. <sighs> is what it is. Um, I guess two other things I want to talk about today while we're here, and then at the end maybe we'll look back on the results and reflect, see if that's maybe changed. Um, I doubt it. Let me just double check, make sure I'm not trying to run everything here. Um, Epstein, the docs. Um, and like we talked about last episode a little bit, um, I, I guess I kind of just wanted to touch upon this fact. Again, something that I kind of think about is because they they just released the last batch of it. I think like a week ago, the final last batch of docs. And I mean, of course, you know, even with that, right? I mean the the attention span of America, the the news cycle. I mean that was already very clear, right? I mean these other documents that dropped. I don't I don't know if there's been any more revealing information. But I mean, look, I'll even say me personally, like you kind of like it's natural to lose interest in this day and age. Right. And I guess my point with all this is the sad fact that none of these people are going to see justice. None of these people are going to sit in a cage or uh, be executed or anything for these terrible crimes against children, um, against, you know, unwilling women, whatever. Right. Um, it's just a sad fact. It's a sad fact of the day and age that we live in. Bill Clinton is going to die in his home, surrounded by his cunty wife, his cunty children, and he's going to think about all the orgies with underage children. He's going to smile and... (laughs) That bastard's gonna die. I mean, that—that's what's gonna happen. All of these people that are on the list, they're not gonna go out the way that you want them to go out. And that, like, I 
like I said, there's a reason that we started the year out with this. We started the year out. They gave us they gave this gave us this information at the beginning of the year to kickstart it. Like, oh, that ignites the flame, right? Oh, 2024, boom. Epstein, boom. You're an instant like fucking in it, right? Instantly triggered. The election. The it, it, it's already happening. January 15th. Fuck what? A week or two, maybe less than a week or two since that's been dropped. Does it? What was it? The fourth, the third? So yeah, I mean, a little, a little shy of two weeks since that information has been dropped. There hasn't been any talk of these people getting arrested. The corporate press has, com- has completely ignored it. They did a very good job, you know, clarifying. This doesn't mean. This doesn't mean anything. Um, Tim Dillon did a great bit on that. I highly recommend it. I'm not gonna steal his shit. Um, excuse me. Oh my god, these sprites, man. These fucking sprites. I I feel like the fucking god doing these live. I haven't done one of these live streams on the podcast in a while. Um, maybe it'll become a regular thing. Who knows? Maybe we'll do this all the time. I doubt it, but it might happen. It might happen. Who knows? Um, so I guess that's I guess that's something that people should. I guess remember it. People. I hope people remember this. Remember these times. Like, I, I hope the whole Epstein thing doesn't get fucking swept under the rug. And then four years from now, nobody is talking about it. Um, I hope people still talk about it. I hope people still think about it. I do think it is a red herring in a sense to the establishment of the people in power, etc. I do think that um, is important. <sighs> yeah, man. Fuck. Fucking Donald Trump, man. It's fucking God, that's such a retarded vote. I'm sorry. It's look, you you can be mad at the DNC and the Democrats for kind of all aligning a certain way with Biden. Like that definitely pissed me off, but it pisses me off equally to see the same thing happen with Trump. <laughs> Again, you know, the first time it was at least a wild card, right? Now we know. Now we fucking know. And look, he was awful on COVID. He was awful on all these fucking things, right? Like, whatever good you can point to him doing, there's twice as much bad they I mean, that's the case with every president, right? Like, people people just pick and choose, nitpick. They, I don't know. Um, I hope Lolo doesn't <laughs> That motherfucker probably went and voted for him. He probably caucused for Trump, that motherfucker. I'm kidding. I love him. Um... I don't know. I don't know if he actually wants Trump to win. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it in the next episode. How he feels about him. Maybe we'll reveal that. Maybe it'll be the last episode. Who knows? I'm kidding. I love him. Um, all right. Last thing I want to talk about today. Um, because I gotta take a shit. <laughs> I'll be honest, man. I'll be honest. I fucking I try to time out these bathroom things and it never happens. Uh so the Barbie movie. I finally watched it. I finally got around to watching this. Um, I, I I had avoided it for a long time uh, because I first of all I didn't really have a need to watch it. I didn't have really have a desire to watch it because it's it's clearly a movie made for women, which is great. I I, I don't think that's I don't think that's bad at face value. And and look, I don't think the movie was bad. I I was actually so 
Molly did finally coerce me into watching this. Not even coerce me. She just like, I kind of want to watch it. And it was kind of a day that I had been regretting. It's like that TikTok, right? It was like that TikTok that was going around where like, um, like they get in the car, the couple gets in the car and the man, and she's like, did you like the movie? And he's like, yeah. But, and <laughs> then it cuts. That's how I felt like the whole, not even like the whole movie, but there were, I like, <clears throat> here's the whole thing. I think when that movie came out, there was like a conservative, there was a clear like conservative push against this film. They were like, that. this is a, a you know, a, hate, a men hating thing, right? Like, um, and I think some of the criticisms were valid. I Like, I do think the movie was overly sexualized. Um, especially for, um, you know, a toy that's like, it, it, I mean, it, it did have a PG 13 rating, but I mean, it's a toy that's geared towards children. So, I mean, there is kind of some context there where you kind of have to wonder like is, and, and you know, Molly made this point, like, you know, the toys in themselves are a kind of sexual. That's fair. But I do think that there's something when you transpose like a toy, to like a, an adult, a real person, someone that can make porn, right? <laughs> like, right? Like, there's there's something there that should be thought of, I guess. I don't know. So I think that was a valid criticism of it. Um, I don't think it was like this man hating monster necessarily. Um, look, I, I'll I'll I'm a man. Clearly, I'm a straight man, so my experience is limited. Um, however, I did grow up with three younger sisters. I mean, a mother, and I'm divorced. So I think I have a pretty good, um, I have a decent, I have, I have not even pretty good. I have at least a decent understanding of this kind of thing, right? I like to, I, you're going to say I'm mansplaining. You're probably right, but that's how I feel. So for this podcast, for this podcast is valid. Um, no, I really, I like, I did kind of really appreciate um, how they handled the theme feminism and how that kind of correlates in the modern world i really don't think that they had this black and white approach to it um the fuck what's her name what is the name of the director um she did uh lady bird which i really enjoyed lady bird is a really good movie uh who's the fucking director who was the director uh greta gerwig gerwig there we go um I, I I think she's a fantastic director, um, and with this film, she she clearly knew what she was doing. Um, like I didn't think it was necessarily the most amazing plot, but I mean, it at least like at least flowed together decently well enough. And, I mean, her, I mean, she had an understanding of this. She clearly had like a wholehearted understanding of this whole thing. There were points where she did a very, you know, she was able to like cleverly make fun, like poke fun at both men and women, like in a way that I, I actually didn't think was very um, attacking. And like, you know, I, I've talked about this on the Guts and Gore podcast. Um, we really, um, last year I saw this movie called The Blackening, and I hated it. And the reason why I hated this movie is because it, 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 it wasn't like. It wasn't you. You weren't just poking fun at white people. You were hating white people. And there's a line. There's a. There's a. There's a bounce. I'll get to that in a sec. Um, but I. I like. Look, they poke fun at women. I. And men. I like equally. I thought. Maybe not equally. I don't know. But. 
but but look, I think like it it didn't come off as like oh we're the powerful women in the world. Like I, it really didn't have that vibe to it at all. I really think it was a a woman who was trying to tell a very real story, um, uh, how she felt truly. I don't think it was necessary. I mean, I think there might be you could probably find things that were obviously political politically bent about this movie but i don't think that was the whole thing like a movie like the black i mean you watch that i mean it has a fucking fist at the cover like it's clearly a political statement right i don't think that was the case with this movie i really don't i think a lot of conservative hosts got that whole thing wrong and look i i like the i like the set design the set design was brilliant the cinematography is brilliant um it even had pretty good music like i like from a direct like just plainly from like a directorial film aspect i actually came away what came away from this movie enjoying it more than i thought i would like i really did try to go with the mind i was actually genuinely surprised <laughs> and this is where i'm the tiktok that being said um i i do think the film did intentionally portray men um not even necessarily in a negative way but in an intentionally um specific way where they seem to paint every man as this archetype, except Alan, who's clearly gay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> clearly gay. Um, besides that, I mean, every man was this shitty archetype, right? Like, she goes into the real world, and every single man that she comes across in that movie makes some sexual comment, even gropes her at one point. Like, just the stereotypical shitty man, right? And look, I mean, there were points, like, there, what was the joke where she came in, she was, like, asking about the Godfather? I thought that was funny. I laughed. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty funny. Like, I, I give him credit. That's that's a pretty funny thing to make fun of men for, right? Um, But look, I mean, like, I guess here's the, here's the difference. Here's the difference from a movie. When a movie in this modern time tackles the issue of the shitty straight white man right that's a very real thing in hollywood that's a very real thing in film um the best example i can always think of is lawrence of arabia it's considered one of the greatest films of all time one also one of the most racist films of all <laughs> fucking time i mean they have they have an entire cast of arab people right and then they have the the main arab who they i mean they even had like a supporting not even supporting like a other main cast member who was Arab and like he didn't have a bad accent like he, like you know you could he could speak clearly right it wasn't anything like that but then for some reason they just like put Alec Guinness who's like this white English guy <laughs> put gave him brown face like there was there was definitely a period where shitty things were done in that respect I will never deny that however I think there's a very I think I think when people in this day and age make those films, they need to take upon some sort of responsibility. Because film is important. Film sways media. Film sways culture. Um, when you when you have a big picture, it's going to change culture. It's going to change the way people think. You, we've seen this throughout history. This is not a crazy theory, right? This is a very real thing. Um, and I think when people tackle a subject like this, like it, it requires some sort of nuance, and there, I think there is a certain level of responsibility. Because look, I think the people who did Lawrence for Arabia, as shitty as they were, I don't think they went to that writers' room, 
or whatever saying, hey, you know what? We're going to make a movie about Arabs and we're, <laughs> we're going to make sure that people know that we don't like this. We're, and we're going to intentionally portray them in a certain way. I think there's a time where it was ignorance, not intention. Those are two very different things. And I'm not forgiving ignorance at all. But it's two wrongs don't make it right. I guess that's the easiest way to put it. Two wrongs don't make it right. And when you have this escapade of films and culture that's just going to hate one group of people, maybe not even blatantly. And like I said, I don't think Barbie necessarily did. I don't think Barbie went in hating white people necessarily. But, or like white men, I should say. But, but, but. Um, I, to, to, I don't know. You're speaking to an entire culture, I guess. You're fueling the fire. Something like that, or the blackening, where you're, you're going to intentionally have a group of people, and you're going to intentionally say that these are the shitty people, and we're going to clearly, I just feel like there's a different vibe with something like that versus like, or whatever, like the seven year itch. Where they have like the Asian guy that they're making fun of. That's shitty. I don't think that they went in thinking, oh, we hate Asians, so we're gonna we're gonna make this. And but I do think that the movies being made these days, they have that mentality. I truly do think they have that mentality. I th- I like I went to film like I went to DMAC art school. Like I saw this I, I've seen this myself. <laughs> it's spoken about in classrooms. How how like the the patriarchy, the shitty white man. Look, I thought the whole joke with the... I, like, I only wanted to join the patriarchs of the horses. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I don't really know how much of the whole patriarchy theory I buy. I think it... I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with biology. Um, things just happen to happen, right? And it's it's great that we live in a day and age where things could be more equal. But I don't think it's like... I don't think it was like, oh, we're evil and we took over. I just don't believe that. Regardless of that, my, my point is... I, I think I, that... I guess that's my point. When people make these kind of films, they should be cognizant of that. Hey, what's the difference between me poking fun at something and having the intent that we're going to intentionally portray this in a way to skew population's understanding of this? Um, To have like a teaching moment, to have like a big thing. I think it's just, I, I just think it's a very emotional reaction. And I don't think that's good. That's what I'm gonna say about it. Um, but look, like I, I gave I on Letterboxd, I gave it like a three and a half out of five. I thought it was a good movie, okay? But <laughs> but there's this little thing that I knew was gonna and I already knew it was gonna be a problem. I had I had seen plenty of stuff about it beforehand, which is why I skipped it, because I was like, why like why would I subject myself to this? But here I here I was, you know. Um and it was fine. It wasn't a bad movie. But that one part did kind of stand out to me and I kinda of was like, you know what? I, I, I got to talk about it because <laughs> that's what I do. A, this is really all the podcast is. This is just like like anger in a ball and then I put up on the internet. That's what this is. All the things that make me angry, I just put them in a little ball and I put it on the internet and boom, this is the podcast. This should just be called, I should just rename this the angry podcast. Fuck the McAllister part. Let's just make this the angry podcast. Next episode, episode one of the angry podcast. Um, 
fuck. Before we sign off, let's let's see if this is changed. Um, not really. Um, still, still a winner. Went down to fifty. So he got right now he's down fifty two percent with one thousand eight hundred three votes. Um, and yeah, they've already calculated quite a bit of it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, but that's how it is. <laughs> Brent Thomas, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It sounds dumb, but keep keep saying that, people. Keep fucking saying it. Keep fucking saying it. All right. I love you all. Um, we're not gonna have an episode on Hinch on Censor tomorrow. Uh, actually, for a couple weeks now. Uh, just because we haven't been able to make it work with jobs and such and the weather fucked up a lot of stuff. I mean, if you're not living in the Midwest, you're in a fucking paradise right now because, oh, my God. I I still have to shovel out where my fucking trash cans are, and I might not. I might just not bring – I just <laughs> I just might let the trash pile up. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, excuse me. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but we'll be back with Gotham Gore Thursday and – um, yeah, this was actually kind of fun. Maybe we'll do this again. Maybe, you know, really what it is is, like, I, I have, like, a bad day. I have a bad day, and I'm like, I don't want to do an episode today. And then the next day I'm doing okay. I'm like, okay, you know, I I should really put one out. So what, what, I'll just put out a live stream, I guess. So that's what happened. But anyways. All right, guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Have a good night. Um, stay safe in the weather and all that. Peace. <laughs>